When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good. That's right. Nothing but Netflix is back to talk about a brand new season of Love is Blind. Season six has snuck up on us and we are here to talk about it. Chappelle, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Uh, Love, again, is blind? Question mark. I think that that is the question we always come here to answer. And every season of Love is Blind, we, we get a different answer for many different people. And then, you know, we do it all over again. This is what, six seasons in the course of three years? Mm-hmm. Yep. They're piling up, but we love it. It's a huge hit on Netflix and the pods are open. Our coverage is back and here with us, uh, the hosts of our Love is Blind season six coverage. It's Mary Kwiatkowski and Jason Reed. How are you? Woo. It is Valentine's week and this is the third season of Love is Blind being released near Valentine's Day. I don't know what happened during those other two seasons. They just Mm -hmm. felt like they needed to (laughs) give them to us in the fall. But you know what? Love is in the air. Maybe love is in the pods. We'll find out. And uh, we're really excited to talk some love is fine. Love is in the air uh, for the people on the pods. And yeah, joining the coverage this season. Jason Reed. Jason, how are you? Rob, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be joining the uh, the Love Is Blind coverage full time this season. Uh, Asia is is away. I, I definitely did not go down to Texas and kidnap her and throw her in a closet so that I could take over the coverage. I definitely didn't do that. So don't think I did. Uh, but I'm happy to be here to find out if Love Is Blind, or in most cases, in most seasons, does love need a really strong prescription for glasses? <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about just the premiere here today. So uh, there's plenty of Love is Blind from this first drop of week one that 
Mary and Jason are going to be covering in our uh, Love is Blind coverage. You could subscribe to their podcast feed at uh, robiswebs.com slash first sight feed. And then also, I think uh, that the episodes, you're going to have uh, video recaps also. Yep. Check it out on the YouTube channel, robiswebs.com slash YouTube. All right, Chappelle, refresh my memory. How are you feeling about Love is Blind? I'm I'm really I'm really confused. I'm always really struggling with what is the difference between Love Is Blind and Married at First Sight because I aren't isn't yeah. this the same the same premise right like Jason no, no, you you not get to all. see you get to see people for a little while <laughs> in both shows they're kind of what. The, the, the process the process is inverse on each show right married at first sight you get married first thing you don't know anything about the person you just get married and you see where it goes from there this show you at least get to know the person know their drama know their mess before you decide whether you get married or not married at first sight is definitely the the biggest trap of them all because they're like no you're just <laughs> you're married and they they use that to justify all their decisions going going forward in the show here you actually could make a decision at the end yeah. Uh, see, married see, at first sight is like if you were in an arranged marriage and mm-hmm. then uh, love is blind is like if you made a really bad judgment call and then kind of had to figure things out for about three weeks before you got married. You, go, you get to back out and then love is blind. You don't have to do a bunch of paperwork for a divorce. <laughs> that, that both these married at first sight people did. Don't you think Chappelle would do well on love is blind? Like, wouldn't that be like a, a, a great coup for Chappelle, the podcaster, to get into the pods? I what think that would be great. I think we got. I think we got a Chappelle on the cast this this season. Uh, we'll, we'll oh. talk about coming up. Ah. <laughs> I, Whoa! I, I, he does listen, have a good I, radio voice. I was gonna yeah, say. I think course, you yeah. need radio more tone. podcasters in the pods in general because you know they, they can talk. They talk about themselves. Yeah. A lot mm-hmm. of them probably have very good or at least very unique voices. So that's always a plus. Yeah, but Rob, if I'm inside the pod, how are they going to get, you know, the moneymaker here? You know what I'm saying? Well, like, we, like, the people at home still get to see you. Yeah, but that's not the goal. I'm in there supposed to be trying to find love, Rob. I can't leave my best asset or 14th best asset <laughs> behind mm-hmm. and get inside a pod and just rely on my personality. Do you think I'd have any type of success with just my personality? Stop it, Rob. I have to bring all the tools to the, to the Have to they the done a Texas here. season yet, Mary? Last season. Yep. Uh, yeah, they've, they've done at least one it. Texas season. These, yeah. these shows go to Texas almost immediately. All these shows yeah. are in yeah. Texas. Because the biggest crackheads live in Texas. <sighs> and it's a fact. It is like if you want some people who are coming on this show for clout and drama and then love in that order, you always start with Texas. Yeah. Houston, Dallas, insane people live there. Trust me. Look at the hat. <laughs> I'm from there. It's I the Houston it. Astros, baby. <laughs> Yeah, not the little bee hat that y'all yeah. be wearing over in different places, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like you got to stay away from Texas, get everybody a chance to uh, recover from some of the drama of last season, because I have not forgot Uche and Lydia <laughs> and Aaliyah, <laughs> and I will never forget them. Chappelle, that was amazing. I don't know if I could pull any of those names out of, out of my head that quickly. <laughs> I only watched the beginning of that season because of them, because I was like, oh, this is crackhead energy going on like this is wild i wonder what's going to happen and then there are twists and turns and then i'm like wait you know each other you know it was it was a lot going on i whoo okay so i lost sleep over that i never finished the season i hope they all ended up married i'm sure they did um because that's the premise of the show but now we have to recover and move on to the next group of insane people and so here we are 
So, well, and it's it's really interesting, Chappelle, that you mentioned and Rob, that you mentioned the location, because what we've discovered through the first five seasons of Love is Blind is it doesn't matter where you take us over the great country of the United States. Yes. Uh, be, people be messy everywhere. Uh, and uh, we're in your neck of the woods this time, Rob. We're yeah. In that- Charlotte. Charlotte. I mean, it's the other side of the state, but in uh, my uh, residence state of North Carolina. And it's interesting because I feel like that, yes, some people are from North Carolina, but I also feel like that there are people that are seem like they're from other places. A lot of transplants. (laughs) A lot of people who just really want to be on Love is Blind, I feel like. Yeah, there was at least one person who mentioned they were from uh, L.A. And I was like, uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for someone who's working remote so that they can come come be in L.A. with me. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Is it necessary to restate the premise of Love is Blind or do all the nothing but Netflix uh, listeners know what this is? I'll, I'll just say in case we have someone who hasn't the premise of the show, like Jason mentioned, it's opposite of Married at First Sight. You, you're in uh, what we're calling the pods. We're basically, you're in a week-long experiment where the, the men are on one side of the pods, the women on, are on the other, and they talk through the wall at each other until they fall in love, and then several people couple up, propose, and at the point when they propose, that's when they get to meet in person. They, they're engaged. A handful of them, could be four, could be seven, go off to a honeymoon phase, sort of post-proposal honeymoon. Um, and then they come home and try to live together for two weeks and get their families on board with the fact that they're going to go to the altar where they will, as uh, Vanessa Lachey, the host, likes to say, where they will either uh, have to choose to get married or walk away forever. Because as we all know, those are the only two options. Wow. My legal paperwork, legal restraining order that you will never <laughs> go near this person ever again <laughs> if you choose I not to get married. married. Yeah. Yeah. They're also like uh, in this squid game esque compound where like the <laughs> men uh, like live like in their own sort of mojo dojo casa house. And then the women are like in their own uh, like uh, sorority. And then they sort of like compare notes. I-, I wish that we got more time of like the men talking to the men and the women talking to the women. The, the yeah. funny thing is we almost we never see their actual living quarters. We only see like their living yeah. room where they come. Yeah. I, I can only imagine what the living what the actual like bed setup is like almost like a like, you know, uh, just like <laughs> I, I, get, I get this bunker. I get a bunker yeah. feel. Like, they built the whole squid game place, Jason. They have yeah. Netflix has this whole facility. Yeah, mm. I would not be surprised if they just like put a sheet down the middle. It's like women on one side and <laughs> on the other. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And that's one of the things that confuses me most of this show is they will do like a top down view looking into the pods where the people are talking to each other. And I'm like, can they just like hear each other over the walls? Is this, (laughs) is there some plexiglass there that we're not seeing? It's very confusing. It's such an underrated part of the show, though. The, 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 the going back and talking and, and, and sharing notes. You know, I think that in a vacuum, this isn't a crazy premise. Getting to know somebody without really seeing them, it's like, okay, you're going to fall in love with them based on their personality. You hope that Netflix doesn't go and cast a bunch of people who look visually unappealing. Um, you know, this is a television show that are probably not going to do that anyway, so you probably feel mm-hmm. safe that whoever it is, it's just a baseline level of attractiveness uh, in a general sense. They've However, never done that yet. They've never gone with uh, somebody like, they've never felt like had a, a grenade in the cast. Yeah. And yet, you, the uncle season. Yeah. <laughs> right? And yet, here you are, Rob, trying to get me thrown onto that season, okay? <laughs> uh, but I think that when they go back and compare notes, that's when the drama starts. Because, uh, you know, if they eliminated those, hey, who 
who've you been talking to? Well, I really like someone, but I don't want to tell you who it is, but he's from Boston and he does this. And he said this exact sentence to me. It's like, oh, wait, he said what to you? I think that's the guy that I mm-hmm. also am falling in love with. Let me go talk to somebody else about that. That's the drama. The real drama is there. The pods, that's for play play. All the real stuff happens in the, in the living quarter bunker. Okay. See, you only thought this was a love show, but this also is a strategy show, right? Let, it is. How, how, what, what seeds can I plant to get you away from my person so I can have them all to myself? That's where the strategy comes in. It, just think of it. It's like high school when you might have a crush on someone or even middle school, and then you find out that someone else has a crush. And it's like a race to see who's going to be able to ask them out first or get them to ask them to the dance or whatever. And I feel like that pressure would really be on because we've seen two different strategies. We've seen some people play it really close to the vest, not say who they're interested in and we've seen some people walk in day two stake their claim they're like oh johnny's mine nobody better become a near johnny at all and uh, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the strategy ways. i'm waiting for the strategy someone like you know he told me he was a convicted felon right <laughs> yeah, did he tell you that mm-hmm. oh. you hear about the disease you know mm-hmm. like, like, oh my god yeah like, and you're okay with that sis okay cool that could be me you know <laughs> run them out Mary, I have a question just about like the logistics of how it all works, because we see people like that. They they start to hit it off. They start to have uh, more and more conversations. Like, are you on like a set schedule where basically like your whole like week is booked up and maybe like your person, you still only see them once a day? Or do you start to get more time with the people that are like going you're further along on the process with them? Yeah, it, it basically for the first like two to three days um, of the week, you get to talk to everyone. And so you you hit most people and then you can kind of rule some people out. And then if you start having a couple people that you really like, those are the people that you request time with. So usually by midway through the week, people are only talking to one or two other people at, at a max. Um, and there's a lot of people who will couple up pretty quickly and that'll be pretty much the only person they talk to. Okay. Unless mm-hmm. they get dumped. Yes. Yeah. Partway through the week. And then they're like, okay, who is my number two? Mm-hmm. Let me uh, just slide back into their DMs and see what happens. All right. So I think that we should start here with talking about the biggest story of uh, episode number one. And I think that then we can fill out like the rest of the standouts from uh, the first hour of the show because the, the episode one does end on a pretty big cliffhanger here. And uh, let's talk about. The saga of A.D., Matthew, and even Clay. Chappelle, I guess let's just give the the setup here. Okay. Matthew is a paid actor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Matthew is the only one who said that he wasn't there to be a celebrity. (laughs) Well, he He is. Congratulations, Matthew. You're famous. Already a member of the Screen Actors Guild. This man. House of Villains season two. Here Bruh. comes Matthew, Bruh. the new shake. Bruh, Matthew, what is wrong with you? No, anyway, listen, Matthew is here to disrupt people. He's here for, for a good time, not a long time. I don't care if he's giving y'all this like, oh, you know, I'm just quiet and to myself. I have my spreadsheets. That man is here to cause chaos because who comes in with a list of interview questions and then just gets up and walks out mid-sentence while people are talking? Yeah, sure that, was wild. that was wild. That was uh, I'll ask the questions here. Thank you very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They ask questions back and he's like, did you just, 
Did you just refer to me directly? Yeah. Excuse me? Shabelle, just in case somebody did not watch the episode, can you just like uh, explain a little bit more what you're talking about, what Matthew did early on? Right, so he's a paid actor. <laughs> he came in, well, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. So Matthew comes in and he's like, I'm very quiet. I'm to myself. I'm not like a lot of these out, out, um, outgoing, extroverted people. So I come in with a list of interview questions, basically, so where I can keep on track of the things that I'm looking for and make sure we're compatible. And so he starts asking questions. And then if your answer doesn't line up with his question... He just gets up and leaves. Uh, you know, at least the show is painting it to look like yeah. you could just be talking to him. And he'll walk out. Also, it was giving Alex Chester on the <laughs> Love is Blind. Alex Chester is way funnier than Matthew. <laughs> I think Matthew uh, Matthew does insist upon himself. I think it's very weird. Uh, also, I think that uh, Matthew was not prepared for people to ask him questions. He only thought he was going to get to know people and they weren't going to get yeah, to know him. He shut it down. He's like, oh, yeah, I wasn't prepared for you to ask me questions. Right. I'm not answering. Right. But the craziest thing about this whole Matthew situation is that when everybody else says no, there's always one person who takes the bait. And this person is AD. AD said, when I see red flags, sometimes I just paint my nails red to match them. <laughs> and she's talking about the ballers and, 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 and people that she's da dated in the past when really, look down, ma'am, your hand <laughs> should be covered in red paint because the red flag is right there in your face and you can't even see it. Mm -hmm. She proved that not only once, but twice with two, <laughs> diff with two different guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is AD. Uh, she is at the center of uh, this, uh, I guess, love triangle that we have in the first episode. But uh, Mary, can we go back to Matthew? I would love to get yeah. your takeaway on Matthew. Just an initial reactions, initial impressions. So let me ask all of you real quick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, do what one of the girls did. Throw the question back at you real quick. If you, ha unless you remember vividly, how old do you think Matthew is? Oh, I remember vividly. I remember okay. vividly because that was part of the reason why I was like, this is insane. Because so Matthew, 37 years old, potentially a year or two younger when they filmed this. Let me just say th this. I would have the second somebody walks out of the room on me. I'm never talking to them again like this. I didn't get actor from him. I got uh, is a 37 year old man who is somehow you trying to use the excuse that he just is so unable to talk about his own feelings and it's so difficult at 37, but has chosen to go on a show where the entire premise is talking about your feelings. So he's either a liar or is just delusional and has, has no idea. Like we've seen in dating shows in the past, it is a great, well-working strategy to basically take the smallest little insecurity or inconvenience in your life. And if you act like you're very, very, uh, like it's a big secret or you're very worked up about it, all of a sudden someone will be like, wow, I broke beneath the surface. Did you hear them? He said that sometimes it's hard for him to open up. Wow. I was able to get there with him. You know, sometimes people have legitimately difficult lives or things they've been through. And sometimes you have people like Matthew who say that they're just uh, oh, I just can't open up. It's so hard for me to talk when really you're just rude. You, you walk <laughs> into the room and you say, I've got a list of 15 questions. Pick a number. And a girl goes, OK, what about number four? Ugh, everyone is picked four. Pick it again. 
Well, how was I supposed to know everyone picked four? How about you? You just hear the number four. Read me number three. I don't right. know yeah. what the number is. <laughs> he tells one of them, okay, all right, a lot of people have done this. Can try, try and say something different, please. <laughs> like, I don't know what anybody else has said. How would I know if I'd say something different? How, just how aloof can one person be? And it seemed like the only reason that AD was able to get past 10 seconds with him was because she kind of sat there for a second and said, basically brought it back to him was like, well, okay. Uh, seems like you're, you're asking me some questions. You know, she actually kind of hung on and gave him like another chance. Whereas pretty much everyone else, it seems like got the ick immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love mm-hmm. when she comes back into the pod. She's like, yeah, I'm really digging Matthew. I was like, girl, Ma- Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, did you, did you bump your head? Are you okay? Okay. And yet she doesn't just take that and say, you know what? Maybe I should heed those warnings and take my first interaction with him. And she says, "Yeah, I really. I guess I'm the only one who sees the real him. I guess he only opens up to me. I'm so special. It's me, I, Ad, the one." I was like, "That's not your job. It is not your job to make this man approachable and talk and like a bit like, blah. This is so bad." Okay. Ad, get up, stand up, stand up. All right, Ad ends up also hitting it off with another gentleman in the pods. Uh, Let's enter into the picture. Here comes Clay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, And he's the one who she thinks she's worried about. She's like, oh yeah, I've done the clay types before, blah, blah, blah. This man sounds exactly like the types I'm worried about. And I still kind of got eyes for Matthew though. Like that Matthew might save me from this. I'm like, ma'am, look at both your options. You, you, listen, maybe maybe try a third option. Just maybe. If you know that option A was weird, option B is something that you know that has not worked. It seems like there's like 25 people in these pods. Mm-hmm. Just shuffle them up again. I don't know why you have to stop here. Yeah. Listen, a- AD is this year's Aaliyah, right? She sees, she sees something that she should run away from, but she just runs towards it. After the whole physical like conversation, I was gobsmacked that there was another date between these two because I think if any other person had 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 that conversation, there would have been no other dates with that person. Um, I'm sorry, but Clay opens up about his insecurities, like how he's insecure because he's just so suave and everyone likes him, but not, but he can't get the attention from the women that he likes the most. That's what he's so insecure about. I mean, he he gets, don't get me wrong. He gets attention because he's so suave, Mm -hmm. but not from the ones that he, not like the creme de la creme that he's looking for. Mary, his ego is just so big. He said, my ego is just so big, and that is my biggest weakness. Honestly. I see someone to help me. It's called me. a flaw, not a weakness. <laughs> but it looks it's like that Clay and AD are, are hitting it off. Uh, he puts on his radio tone. Yeah, Rob, master of radio tone. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, for a while. And, and, it's, and it's, go, it's going well. And really, we set up. Okay, well, AD... Where, where is she going to go where you have Clay and Matthew seemingly kind of opposites where Clay, very smooth, Matthew, the opposite of smooth. Mm-hmm. Matthew's crunchy. <laughs> very, very, very crunchy and awkward, but somewhat endearing yeah. to A.D., and like Jason yeah. said, you know, Clay is our person this season so far who falls into the big, uh, wait, did you f- forget the premise of the show trap, which is um, goes on a show called Love is Blind and almost immediately starts talking about how important looks are to him, Yeah. Uh, which, you know, 
not not in the best end. The Certainly shake not trap. It was impressing, yeah, impressing <laughs> AD. And uh, meanwhile, Matthews over here being like, uh, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't mind what you look like mm-hmm. and ethnicity, race, not important to me at all, whatever." Um, but seems like this might not be a smooth sailing for <laughs> okay. AD. Well, she may not be able to just pick whichever one. She yeah, wants. let's not yada yada too much past the uh, the clay AD part of it because uh, Jason, it comes up where uh, that they have a conversation about uh, how important physical appearance is to clay. Yeah, he says, you know, the emotional is great. I really that's really important. But you know what's a little more important? What what you kind of look like? So just give me. He's like, just give me a hit. Like, give me a little something, something. What you look Same like? Mean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna spread my 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 hands apart. You let me know how big it is, and I'll I'll, I'll just mm-hmm. tell me when I say stop. I feel like with all these people. Whenever they start to talk about that, there should be like there should be a mechanism where there's like a trap door inside, of, <laughs> inside of the pod where the where the floor just falls out and everything you just fall out to a trap like like a squid game when you when that game they suck on the squares you just fall through like everything in the pod. Falls Player through. two six one yeah. has been eliminated. Yeah, right. you just you're just out of the game after that. Do shock therapy or something. Whenever you get ready to bitch at someone's appearance, just like, just like zap, zap them back into like oh I mean conversation. I, I love your. Uh, emotions you know um <laughs> here's the thing we've seen on this show we've watched it before we know love is not blind all the time sometimes these people have an emotional connection they walk out of there and then they say "Ooh, ah uh, it's not you know it's not quite what i was Ooh, and then they really try to make that happen after that instead of just immediately saying you know what this is gonna make me look like an asshole but Let's, and then you get that yeah. awkward smile on the reveal day when they're like, oh, oh, yeah, I, I'm oh, into yeah. this. And they run to I, each other like, oh, this is, this is fantastic. This. Yeah. Right. So I don't think the question itself is like, like, I, I understand the urge to ask that question. So, but when AD reacts as if it was the first time anybody has posed a question like that on this show, like, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You really want to know how I look? I was like, ma'am, listen, your other option is Matthew. Please don't close this door yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and Clay just kept pursuing this line of questioning uh, that uh, he just and, you know, he's not really picking up uh, the vibes from AD. Uh, she's like, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, I need to be super turned on by my wife. Uh, she's like, well, what do you what do you mean? Uh, and he gets into like, yeah, lips, but. Ass. You know, all that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. got to be on just, point. Just give, me, just give me your measurements and I'll tell you if it's acceptable yeah. or not. Right. Now, would this be in bounds? Could you ask, like, what famous person do people say you look like? Would that be out of the question? It's, only only, if, you lie. only if you lie, like Chelsea. <laughs> only if you lie, like Chelsea this, did. <laughs> this isn't, yeah, we're not playing guess who. This isn't about trying to guess what the person looks like. And like has already been stated, they're not casting unattractive people yeah. on the show. Everyone has but their they, own that, That's like conversation more than but, like... <laughs> but my point is like it cracks me up when people come on and it's not just like oh, you know, I don't really have a type or whatever. I've liked a lot of different people. There are people who come on who go, uh, yeah, I can't wait to meet them. Man, I'm really hoping they're tan and, and 6'5 and blonde hair. It's like, why do you have such specific things you're looking for? If that's what you're looking for, don't come on the show. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is supposed to be the last stop, right? This is your last resort. I've tried everything. (laughs) I just want someone to marry me. I'll marry someone even if I just get to know their personality. This is a show for desperate people like me. This is not a show (laughs) for 23-year-olds who are just getting out into the dating scene or people who are super, super picky. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what we got. That's what we get a lot. But they don't know that. Because even the young people on this show are cracked. I think it's Britney who says, like, listen, we're at the age where you have to be fully potenced. Britney's age 24 years old. Ma'am, can people, can the, can the person graduate from college and get a job first before they have to be fully potenced? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, even them, just, it's 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 like they miss the premise of the show and then they get on the show and they act incredulous when the, the premise is challenged or something. Like, you know what you came here for. You're supposed to be like, listen, we emotional connection. Appearances be damned. If I walk out of here and you are a walking foot, if you are literally just a foot, then I'm going to marry said foot. Because I, because love is blind. I believed it, and that's why I signed up for the show. Some of y'all just want screen time. Okay. Well, after this encounter with Clay, AD goes back to Matthew, and we have uh, a very so seemingly sweet back and forth with AD and Matthew. And he, Chappelle, he has been thinking about her. Something, uh, something uh, happened that he feels like that he wants to call his mom. He wants to. He says that his greatest accomplishment in life is meeting here. And he even says, "I've never heard this before on Love Is Blind. If you want to just leave, let's just leave. Let's just get oh, out of yeah. here." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard that one before, though. That's not that's not that that's not out of the ordinary for somebody to be like, we don't, we don't need these pots. Let's just go. Now, they don't ever take them up on that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Matthew tries it. He pulls out all the stops. Like, how's your how's your dad? She's like, oh, my dad passed away. It's like, wow, I really wanted to get his permission before I ask you to marry me. Like, oh, he's going to marry me. And he cares about my dad. Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I'm getting jealous. That I know you talk to other people, but, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, Matthew, make no mistake. If they're talking to you then just be lucky. Just be lucky. Because literally, you're going on one day to day. Everybody else we see in multiple rooms in different areas. Matthew is going to one person's room. He is waiting outside the line to get in to see AD. So he's doing everything he can to get her attention. And she is eating it up with a spoon. Yeah. Eating it up with a spoon. It was it was just a disaster, like a slow-moving train wreck. I'm like, this is going to be bad. Ma'am, please stand up. He literally tells her, there's only two outcomes right now. Either I leave with you I'm not leaving with anybody. He tells her that before, you know, what else comes. Yeah. Right. It, and look, there's 25 people at, at least, right? If that is, the, if that is, if that is where this man is at already, why does he have no other options? AD, is it just because you were just that outstanding? You have two options. Where, nobody else is just down to one person three days in. Matthew was down to one person day one. Ma'am, these are red flags. Read the room. Yeah, but that that's the plot twist at the end of the episode. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get there in a second. But Mary, how are you feeling about AD and Matthew at this point? I mean, I think the problem is, you know, you can lead a horse to water. You could tell AD not to go out with guys who are clearly red flags, yeah. but they're going to keep doing what they're going to do. So at this point, my thought process was, who do I rather who do I want to watch? Who's going to make better TV? Who's going to yeah. make this more interesting? Um I personally would have rather her gone with Clay. Well, so that's that's my. Can, can I complain about one thing with the show? Like, I kind of wish that they would lose the music background because <laughs> the people, the conversation starts, and I know by the music how it's going it's to go. Yeah, like when yeah. Clay is talking, when she, her and Clay are talking, it's like the music is like already like in going in an ominous place. Like he has not even yet said that we, uh, you know, I'd like to talk about like the physical, like I, I know this has gone off, but like with Matthew, it's like, it is 
Just the it, the orchestra is there. We are on board for shipping AD and Matthew, and it's all going so great. But we have plot twist, Jason. Um, AD yeah. goes back to the dorm, talks yeah, to so another woman. Who we've never oh. seen before. We, we we saw her like every now and then. And the thing about actress. This, yeah, the <laughs> thing about this show is they introduce us to 30 people and we probably see only 10. And they, they give nameplates almost every person we see. So I knew this was Other Amber. So she's talking to Other Amber. Now, you talked about the music, Rob. I wish they had continued the music from the Matthew AD conversation into this conversation. <laughs> and then when, when Amber drops the bomb of, yeah, he also told me he wanted to talk to my dad to get his hand emergency. The music just goes, <laughs> like, I, I wish that they would have done that because that's what happens. Amber is telling AD basically all the things that Matthew said to AD. He said the same as I think to, I'll call her other Amber. And the thing about, the thing about this conversation is AD doesn't stop it. She's just like, Oh, Oh, interesting. interesting. Oh, he said that. That's a great thing to say to someone. Like she, she's just in a state of shock in, in the moment where he, where she tells her, "Yeah, he said this to me. He said uh, he would come find me and we just leave right now." So basically, all stuff he said to to AD, he said to Amber. Yeah, you mean to tell me the man with the fifteen things written down about what he's going to say? The guy who's constantly carrying a folder around with writing down notes while everybody else is talking to get to know each other has a pre-planned list of pickup lines that he's going to use here? I am shocked that this man is doing this. I am not shocked at all. And so when AD goes and confronts Matthew about it, what does he do? He completely gaslights her, as he should. Honestly, if you're in his position, this is exactly what you say. She's like, I, I heard you said that to the other Amber. Did you get us confused? Because my name is Amber. Amber. Like, is that a mistake? And he's like, no, no, no. I, I said those things. I just, when I said them to you, it was deeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I said I wanted to take her out of here. Yeah, I meant that. But when I said to you was, I want to take her out of here and I want to leave and go get married right now. And I dreamed about it and I, talked to, I wanted to talk about my mom about it. See, I didn't give her all of that. So you're taking what I said to her and trying to put it on you. And that's really, we have different things going on here, baby. I was like, no, ma'am, don't fall for this. And she's like, whew, wow, I was so, I thought, I thought for a second you were telling us all the same thing, but dear God, and, I feel much better now. that's the real worry here. It's not guys like Matthew. It's the fact that somehow he was able to convince two women that he was <laughs> telling the truth. Why didn't they get up and walk out? There, there was so much going on in that first conversation yeah. that said, get uh, listen, up and leave the room. Amber, Amber is, is right thinking. Amber was like, you know what? I've had enough of this. I'm out of here. She leaves after that conference, after she finds out uh, about what Matthew said the same thing to AD. Amber is thinking sensibly and is like, you know what? I'm not here for these games. I'm out of here. She, she literally leaves the experiment after that. But should he have played it that AD's real name is also Amber? Yeah. Should he have I said thought, that? I thought I was yeah, over. this was yeah. like this is perfect. Where he's like, "Oh, that wasn't you. They what? told me it was. They told me it was Amber. You're Amber, right? Oh my god! Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe I it. I told you, you're the only one that uh, only option. I put Amber on the list. You mean to tell me there were two of you? This I didn't know. I didn't know because I, I can't I'm, see. I'm yeah. terrible at discerning voices. I I right. I'm, I'm I have them. voice I blindness. Yeah. That's why I'm so awkward and, and standoffish. Please save me. Oh, my, my God. My awkwardness. Nobody gets me like you do. Nobody gets right, me. Amber. Yeah. <laughs> Amber. I love that strategy, though. I mean, this is the kind of game where, you know, two people with the same name, 
yeah, go for it. See which one, try it. See which one it lands with. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I, and look, I don't want to. Doesn't always much. work, Mary. And then if and then if you propose to one, mm-hmm. you go to the reveal and you're like, no, 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 I I meant the other Amber. Wait, yeah. right. hold when, on. I think something was lost in translation. Yeah. You're like, oh, I want the white. Amber. I want the white Amber, not the black. Yeah. Amber. Yeah, it's like, wait, wait, wait. Can I see them side by side, and then I'll I'll be able to tell by right. by vibes of who I was talking to if I can just see them. First. Which one of you were actually believing my nonsense the most? That's who I want to go with here. Uh, one of you seemed a little skeptical. You can go. Like, let's go ahead and you get you you get the chop. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's talk about some of the other standouts uh, from the first week. Chappelle, who jumped out to you as well from uh, these uh, couples that we meet in the beginning of the new season? Uh, I mean, the... Uh, no disrespect to Johnny slash Jimmy, but which one is which? Uh, I'm pretty sure that Johnny is the one who was boring. So let's go with Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy's is, got the uh, juice. Jimmy's got the juice, but Jimmy also gets some bombshells dropped on him, and uh, <laughs> and he is uh, he Jimmy doesn't pivot in a way that you would think somebody would be prepared to pivot. Like Jimmy was having a good time. He was in there cooking, talking to people, making friends, you know, dating. He's like, oh, this is great. I'm, I think I like. I have feelings for this woman. I have feelings for this woman. Let's let's. I'm I'm in it. I'm all in the experiment. And then these women started saying, well. There are parts of me I haven't actually shared with you yet. Um, so I think that brings us to Jessica, right? Uh, Jessica's like, she seems nice. She seems great. I'm thinking this is this is a match made in heaven. Jessica has a child, uh, a 10-year-old daughter that she has not yet told Jimmy about. And when she does, Jimmy's reaction is like, uh, uh, oh, uh, ooh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, that's... I'm happy for you. Here's and Jessica. I don't judge you at all. Yeah. Gr- he gorgeous. has to stop himself and be like, I'm on TV right now. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me remind myself to, to tread lightly here. Yeah. I think his knee-jerk reaction was, and why are you just now telling me this? And she's like, well, I wanted you to get to know me. And he's like, well, I kind of wouldn't have done that if I had known. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. there, if there were no cameras, Jimmy would have pulled a Matthew and just got up and left the pod. <laughs> and it's interesting because he like... I, I do I do feel like he he was trying to process he was buffering on the spot and you mm-hmm. know that's that's what he came out with um I, the way that he tried to basically ask like is the father still in the picture like what's going on there also came out kind of kind of weird because he was like okay wait wait hold on 10 so you were 17 so like what's the Literally doing the math in his head. You can see his gears turning. Yeah. (laughs) Doing the boy math. The thing is, for all we know, (laughs) this is like day five of seven. Like it could be pretty late in the process. Um, We don't know that it's, you know, day two or three or something like that. So, uh, and I, I, I think it's perfectly fine for Jessica to want someone to get to know her at first, but um, it also is a pretty big thing that if, if you want someone to propose to you, like they do probably need to know this yeah. information. Would love but, to have seen if he had proposed and then found out about this later. Yeah. <laughs> when the doors opened and it was Jessica and her kid. <laughs> <laughs> Two for the price Surprise! of one. 
but, we're a family now. It's like, so I think thanks. he kept it together for Jessica. But then later on, he I, and maybe this was back to back that he gets a visit <laughs> from another from another woman. I believe this is Chelsea that he Chelsea. ends up yep. and Chelsea ends up confiding in him. Hey, just so you know, I was married. And he's like, but no, he's like, oh, my God. I mean, people have been dumping a lot of stuff on me today. I've been through a lot. Jimmy Jimmy is a baggage magnet. I don't know where he gets that talent from, but he's just he attracted all the women. But I I feel like that if this was going back to the Jerry Springer game show of uh, baggage, like I feel like Mm -hmm. this is probably in the small baggage department of, hey, like I, I've, I was married and I've been divorced. Like, I, who cares? Well, this is what I think is funny. I feel like we, we don't know the order of these things, but it seemed right. like what happened was Chelsea tells Jimmy this, and Jimmy's like, "Oh, okay, I uh, gotta think about it for a second. Yeah, uh, not a, not a deal breaker. Just got just gotta think about some things. There's a lot's been happening to me. Not not that I've been talking with other women, but like other women have also dropped a lot of things on me today. She leaves in tears, even though I really don't think like he he explicitly says, "I think you're reading this the wrong way. I'm not trying to say that I'm not interested. Like I I am interested." Then. She goes and has a very similar conversation with Trevor. And I feel like she learns from how she dropped it to Jimmy. Because with Jimmy, she was like, well, I've got some got some big information I want to let you in on. I, wa- I just want to make sure everything's okay. So I want to tell you about my previous relationship. With Trevor, she did pulls this move. Oh, yeah. And like, well, my husband from before, remember how I was married and stuff. He's like, well, um... You were married? Yeah, didn't I tell you that? I told you about I that, right? I could have sworn. Day one? I'm pretty sure I told you that. I feel like she learned. Just act casual about it. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I didn't already tell you this. Right. <laughs> and and Trevor is better than Jimmy because Trevor goes, oh, maybe you told me like three seconds in the conversation we haven't talked about in four days. And then as she continues, he's like, nope, definitely never heard about this. <laughs> you never didn't tell me that. I mean, are you sure? Me. I, I'm pretty sure I walked into the pod saying, mm-hmm. I was married yeah. for five years yeah. a long time ago. Don't worry about it. Mary I remember the Chelsea. first thing I said. Okay. I love that move. That was a great move. Good move. Uh, give her the fishy. Okay. For Trevor and Chelsea, though, Chappelle, this is wild. Okay. Trevor says he has a dog named Chelsea. Chelsea says she has a dog named Trevor. I think Chelsea, I think the Chelsea part was a joke. That was a joke. There, there will be much weirder moments of uh, synergy, and, including the fact that Chelsea really has a thing for guys with mullets. Um, Whoa. Spoiler alert, Trevor got a mullet. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, maybe that's the thing that's going to uh, bring them together. But I don't know. I don't like... The, I don't like any of this. I didn't. I didn't think Jimmy. I think Jimmy got a raw deal. I do. I think that, like you said, this is a small baggage, but he's carrying the emotion from earlier still, right? So you just put that last little, that last little bag on top, boop, and then it just like made the whole tower topple over. Mm-hmm. And again, he was trying to hold it up. He was just like, just, just give me a second, give me a second, because, because from his point of view, he probably thinks it's been five days and y'all been keeping all of this from me, and I've been telling y'all everything and yet here i am finding out that wait everybody's been not being very transparent about everything going on in their life i'm the i'm the boob in this situation he's like wow it's me the dummy and so i think that when she goes out crying i was really like damn jimmy you're not gonna bounce back from this 
I think it's about how Jimmy handled both situations because both situations he just kind of left like mouth hanging, like I, I don't. I, not and then he tries to he tries to fix it right he's like both both ladies he's like uh, you know what no no not a deal breaker after he spent like 30 seconds and be like oh uh he's like no no it's 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 fine totally fine don't worry about it i mean like you said Chappelle, the, the the chelsea baggage is small but i mean this man just got told he he might be a stepfather pretty soon so right mm-hmm. that, that did send him over the edge yeah especially because he's probably planning like if he's really locked in on okay chelsea cool but i'm leaning toward uh Jessica, he's probably planning, okay, in a couple days the proposal is happening. I'm sure the producers are tapping in with them every now and then and being like, so what are the odds? You know, one that's scale of one to ten. Do we need to bring the ring? Do you have a ring pick? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure they're having those conversations with them daily. And so he's like, okay, yeah, I'm i will keep the Chelsea content coming, but also I'm really looking at Jessica. She throws it at me like boom, stepdaddy. And he's like, okay, 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 maybe, maybe producers, maybe it just slow down on that one. Bring in Chelsea. And then she goes in like, divorce. And he's like, God damn it. You know, so he had a lot going on. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, Trevor also, one of my favorite uh, types of characters. He's got to be our, every season, there's got to be a, uh, people just, they just think that I'm a meathead and they don't give me a chance to open up. He has a kind heart. Yeah. I like, mean, all my hobbies- lawn are going to the gym but like <laughs> there's you know but people never give me a chance he likes the mary. notebook mary yeah how dare you he likes He's vulnerable sun- sunsets walks in the rain right fresh cut i grass. too can google the most common <laughs> mm-hmm. things that people like fresh yeah. cut grass was yeah going. i was like oh that's a guy after her heart yeah because yeah. chelsea is so desperate she has gone to go look for men at the home depot you know don't knock it till you try. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have gone to uh, to look for men at the Home Depot. I have been uh, to that, the Home Depot. Uh, so I, many that usually, times. you can get a couple of them for like ten dollars an <laughs> right. hour for whatever you need them to do. Back, yeah, Rob, please. <laughs> yes, I once went to a Walmart where this person walks up to me and he goes, "Hey, I recognize you," and I'm thinking no idea of this person he goes yeah yeah you bought a house recently right i've seen you at the home depot (laughs) (laughs) where it goes down (laughs) Um, wow chelsea's very interesting she says yeah i i meet these men at the home depot then she also describes these men as drinking coors light and watching beer behind the back of my head ma'am you're meeting them at home depot (laughs) you also say that you have a thing for mullets ma'am ma'am look at look at yourself in the mirror ma'am where are you going to get these men in your the mullet, you you want the you want somebody to be watching a football game behind your back with drinking a Coors Light. You're from LA. You do not have to go after those types. You playing in our faces, man. So I, it looks like Trevor is everything she needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but that Jimmy, he definitely is a you know he's got the juice. He's got the said. juice. Jimmy's got the juice. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy is one of our is one of those guys who the women fall for in the pods because he's so he's so down home, he's so country, he's just this nice swell guy. Then they got on the pod, so we find out that Jimmy's probably going to be a really narcissist jerk, more than likely. <laughs> and you know, Tre- Trevor's probably the one that she should have gone with in the first place. But we'll see who actually actually gets gets with. But uh, mm. it, that's just kind of the archetype of these of these people. Yeah, after six seasons of Love Is Blind, you see kind of the same type of people come through. And I feel like Jimmy's definitely that that guy that we're going to see the women all fall for, but then they're going to get outside and realize he's not the one. 
There was a reason he was in these pods. <laughs> They're mm. the the best people who are who are on this show. The people you want to date. Those are the ones we're not going to see on the show. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> those are those are the people who get there and realize, oh, oh no, no. Let me let me go back to uh, let me go back to Bumble. Let me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me go, go back yeah. home. Uh, Mary, were there other standouts from the early going here? You know, we spent a lot of time in the episode covering those sort of two kind of love triangle situations. There were a couple other people that they that we see in the first episode. Um, I think Johnny was mentioned. Amy, they bond over liking anime, mm-hmm. and uh, they're kind of like the the goofy, playful couple. Which there's usually one of those two. The one thing we didn't get in this first episode that we usually do get in the first episode is like the very obvious couple who falls in love mm-hmm. instantly, who's going to be our narrator slash rock of the season. The ones who, even if they don't last, they will at least pretty much 100% say yes at the altar. And we didn't get that in this first episode. Might be coming in the second. You don't we'll feel like that's Johnny, Johnny and Amy? I, I was Johnny, getting the vibes that that was Johnny and Amy. Yeah. Because John, we, got, we got like two segments of Johnny and Amy. And then it's just like, they're together. Boom. Like, I, yeah. where did I even come from? <laughs> mm. I, I yeah. feel like I got nothing from either of those two. They're just like, they're there. They're there. They're, uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're bonding. And that's, and that's pretty much it with, with them. Um, yeah, here's, there's, yeah, there's here's, just so many people. Here's Johnny. Oh gosh. There he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, I think Mary's right. I think that normally you get the couple that is so together that they're, they're boring where they walk in and they're like instantly like, I'm in love. It's like love at first sight, literally, but they, they, they don't actually see each other. The moment they walk in the pod, the sound, the, the light shines through and it's just like, they're, they're soul connected at that point. And you know, through the rest of the season, it's just going to be the story of how nobody adds up to them. And then when they get to the honeymoons and stuff like that, they're the couple that's watching from a distance. Like mm, we could never be as ghetto mm-hmm. as them, you know? <laughs> uh, but I do think that might be uh, Johnny and Amy here because, you know, I think they're just more maybe like a more interesting version of all of that because we do get like the oh they have different backgrounds, different ethnicities. They like anime. It's kind of the quirky version of what we normally get, which is the the good Christian household that is finally like find, find you're what I've been looking for. I told my mom I was gonna find you here. My my siblings all are gonna love you, and then they come in and it's like yes, exactly. We love this person. We love the ground they walk on. We we're gonna get that, but this is kind of like the spicy version of that. I yeah. I think. I'm looking at Amy's bio here that's on uh, Netflix.com that she uh, says says here about her that Amy is an adventurous eater who loves to try new flavors. Sorry, vegans, she adds. Yeah, hate to lose your best eater Um, (laughs) to the streets, at least. Um, I I, I think that was that sounds seems a little extra. Why is she trying to antagonize the vegans? Sorry, snowflake vegans, you're out of here. <laughs> well, Rob, you know that is like a hallmark of Netflix. You know, you know we've watched so many shows it's where true. they're like, ew, vegans, you know? So yes, it, yes. She knew what to do to get cast on the show. Gluten-free, forget it. Mm, you can miss yeah. me with that. That part. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we also got Nolan and Sarah, and he just talks about like how he feels sexy in business attire, but he shows off his taco meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think we we never see that. Oh, no, she that never like heard that before. Yeah, yeah, that was an interstitial. Like, hey, there's some other fun people in there that you'll never see again. We have also who I who I clocked in this Alejandra. Who there is this person every season who is the best friend of all the girls in there, but she's not going to be part of the <laughs> season. But she's always the person that's supporting the other girls in the pod when they have when they're crying on their shoulder. 
Alejandra is, is our person for that season. That she, we're not going to get any backstory from her, but she is the one supporting all these girls. Yeah. And these people always interest Alejandra. me because, uh, <laughs> because th- they seem to get to a point probably pretty quickly where they realize their, their uh, future spouse is not here, but, but they're just going to hang out and support the other women anyway. Sure be a therapist for the other girls. And, and we might see them uh, now they've been doing more and more like when they go past the pod stage and they come home, they'll have mm-hmm. parties where they'll invite more of the pod squad, the other people here. And so she'll probably show up again in that, in that mm-hmm. instance too. Okay. There was a split second last season where they tried to make it look like Lydia was going to be Aaliyah's friend. Boy, were we misled. <laughs> One of the biggest twists in Love is Blind. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Okay. Um. Anything else to tease from the rest of this week's drop for when we check out uh, the official Love is Blind uh, wrap up? So episode one was good, right? We got a lot of we got a lot of love talk. We got a lot of schmoopy. Episode two is where the drama comes in. Okay, so you're definitely going to want to tune into episode two, where the nonsense and the madness gets ratcheted up a little bit. Um, in episode two, that's that's where all the the good stuff happens. All these pod episodes, I kind of like. I kind of feel like it's like swimming through all the nonsensical love talk, and I'm just trying to find the drama. Like, give me the drama, give me the mess, and we get we get in in episode two for sure. Yeah, that's a stay. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yes. I don't know if you got to give a spoiler warning or what, Rob, but we kind of have to talk about it. Okay. I mean, all right. So what what are you talking about? Tell the people if they don't want to hear what happened in the next episode to cover their ears. If you don't want to hear about- what happened in the next episode, cover your ears. <laughs> listen, listen, y'all. These are paid actors. Somehow, <laughs> some way. Matthew, Matthew has drawn the divide in this house. So like, just like with an ice pick. And he says like, look, I'm, yeah, I'm flirting with you. And both Ambers, both Ambers. So now AD is trying to decide between Matthew and Clayton. Clayton is now low-key beefing with Matthew because he finds out that Matthew's the other guy and he is flabbergasted. He's like, him? The guy who won't talk to anybody who's writing around in the notebook, the paid actors who you want to leave me for? And she's like, I mean, I thought you would respect that about me. <laughs> nah, that guy, his ego's in the pot. He tells like, I don't understand if it was you, but right. that guy, that's yeah. my competition. <laughs> Yeah, and then other Amber is like, I'm done. I'm leaving. It just looks so funny. So other Amber leaves. AD comes back to Matthew. Is like, hey Matt, um, you know other Amber left. He goes, is that is that about me? And she's like, so audacious of you to think that, girl. You know it was about him. Stop playing. You know this is your fault. You went back and got that woman eliminated from this show. You made her quit. Mary, am I tripping? Is that that strategy right? She went and made that woman quit so she can have Matthew to herself. I, look, no one said you can't bring next level strategy into the pod. This <laughs> so is that's like, what that's what Lydia did to Aaliyah last season. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, long her <laughs> it was a long time. <laughs> and and so also with this Matthew, who he told AD that AD was his one. You are the one. He told it that other girl, that other Amber don't even matter. But Matthew hears that this other Amber left. He's like, you know what? I think I'm gonna leave too. And we get the we get the Franken bite of I'm gonna go find Amber, which I don't even think he actually said he because said that. yeah, they did not show him his mouth moving to those words at all. Uh, so and he's like, it's only you, Ad. He's like, oh, the other Amber left. Yeah, I'm out of here. I, I gotta go find her. My favorite thing about Matthew is that the whole time he's talking to Ad, who has just thrown away her relationship with Clayton for him, is what like, he's like, dang, Amber left. What's America going to think about me? America probably saw this and thinks I'm a jerk. America? And she's like, yeah, uh, Matt, hey, it's me here. Not worried about America. Worried about you. And he's like, yeah, but 
what if America sees this? How, how are you going to feel? I should probably leave the show. You think I should leave the show? You think I've made a bad impression on America? I said, if this man says America one more time, I'm going to <laughs> blow up. Oh, uh, good global TV. phenomenon. Paid actors. Yeah. We need more of them. More paid actors on these shows. Thanks. Okay. Oh, this is my one real escape. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. That's your uh, snapshot of what's going on early on. There are six episodes in the first drop that Mary and Jason are going to cover this weekend as they go through week one of Love is Blind. Any Anything else, Mary and Jason, to tease about uh, what you all are going to get to this weekend? I would say, you know, if you haven't watched Love is Blind before, try it out. You got to try to get past, even if you're not enjoying the pods part, see what the next phase brings. That's one of the, the best parts of this show is that it really is like, three completely separate segments of the pods, the uh, trip they go on the honeymoon. And then when they actually come back to their real lives and that's my favorite part. And that's when you really get into the nitty gritty of the drama. So mm-hmm. I'd say go for it, you know, and uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to bring you all the tea, all of the uh, interest with the couples, some, probably some behind the scenes things. We always find out some interesting stories uh, every season about couples. They don't show you drama that went down. They got edited out of the show. We had two whole storylines get edited out last season. So uh, Jason and I will be doing our research and bringing you all of that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to another season of Love is Blind. Okay. All right. Chappelle, next time on Nothing But Netflix, anything on your radar for uh, that's coming up on Netflix? Ooh, uh, let's see. So let me ask you, I'm I'm looking at the page, uh, that, do you Mm -hmm. care about the live action Last Airbender? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, listen. It it's going it's it's highly anticipated. People yes. are waiting for it because the last last Airbender movie, Rob M Night Shyamalan did the thing that he normally does where yep. he ruins movies and he just decimated it. And so people are clamoring; they want to know if this is going to be the good one. And so, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Okay, uh, so that's coming up, uh, but not until February 22nd. Um, mm-hmm. Then also uh, a couple other things uh, coming up: uh, the Vince Staples show, which looks interesting, uh, and then something else called Players, uh, which has uh, Damon Wayans Jr. looks like a romantic comedy movie just in time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, Players sounds like fun, right? Uh, we we like D- David Damon Wayans Jr. Mm-hmm. You know that could be fun. I listen. I think that that the Vince Staples show I'll probably like end up if we don't talk about it on nothing but Netflix and you know recap kickback will probably touch it a little bit. Recap kickback. Like those- What's that? Oh, you know, it's just, a, it's just this whole thing that I'm doing on the separate. It's you know, I won't go too far into detail, but if you go to recapkickback.com, you can check out the uh, the podcast coverage that I'm doing over there of random things that I want to talk about, including some of these Netflix shows that we don't talk about here on Nothing But Netflix. So you can go to recapkickback.com and subscribe to the podcast. Go to the YouTube page. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube page so that more people can find it and give us some five star reviews so I can find out what you want to hear me talk about on my separate podcast, separate of Rob. Okay. That's where Recap Kickback is, of course. All right. Well. We will be back uh, next time to talk about whatever's coming up on uh, Netflix. Uh, Mary, what else is coming up for you? 
So I've done a couple of uh, things for some other podcasts recently. Um, I was on an episode of Always Hold On to Smallville, which is a show that is just finishing its run there on season nine out of 10 of Smallville. So if you enjoyed some some uh, early 2000s superhero content, I got to go on that. And then we actually have a new release on Kowski Cast that's something completely different than I've done before. I had a, a classmate from my high school who just uh, wrapped uh, post-production on his first feature film movie. And so I got a little sneak preview at that and uh, talked to him about the kind of movie making process, which is something I was really interested in. So feel free to check that out too, if you're interested. Okay. All right. Great job, Mary. Looking forward to all the love is blind coming up this weekend. Jason, what else is going on for you? Uh, yeah, alongside the Love is Blind coverage here on the Love at First Sight feed, you're also going to find me and Asia talking about the show Married at First Sight. Uh, as opposed to Love is Blind, we only get a couple times a year. Uh, Married at First Sight almost never ends. So you can almost always find us every week talking about Married at First Sight over our podcast, A Perfect Match. So come yep. on and check us, uh, check us out there. If you, right. li- if you like Love is Blind, you'll like Married at First Sight too. They're the kind of cousin shows. Okay. All right. The man who knows all about love podcasting all about it ask my wife yeah yeah jason what about in the facebook group uh do you have a lot of uh love is blind talk going on in the facebook group every every season the love is blind talk kicks up in there um i try and tell them to keep it down because i get jealous because usually it's asia and mary talking about that show and i'm like that's not the show y'all are here for but uh since i'm doing love is blind this year i'll let it i'll let it slide yeah how do people find the facebook group uh, it's a, the uh, Perfect Match Facebook group. So just go on Facebook, type in a Perfect Match. You'll find us really, really easily. Uh, for that Facebook group, we require a password, which you give every podcast uh, a different password each week. Uh, so come and join us. We actually have a lot of fun talking about uh, Married at First Sight and, and, of course, Love is Blind. I'm sure we'll be a lot of conversation talking about that in there this uh, in the coming weeks. So come and join us and have a bunch of fun with us. Yeah, well, y- you and Asia do a really great job uh, with the Facebook groups. That's a really, uh, you know, a nice thing for the listeners of all of the uh, Married at First Sight podcast. So uh, definitely check that out. All right. And then Chappelle, we know Recap Kickback. Anything else coming up? Recap Kickback does have a Facebook group. I'm glad you brought that up, Rob. Uh, go to recapkickback.com slash Facebook and join the community where we're talking about what I want to talk about with the people I want to talk about it with. Uh, and so, yeah, join that. Let me know what you want to hear me talk about. Um, but then also you can catch you and I on our podcast, suitspodcast.com. We'll take you to Suit Yourself, our Suits Rewatch podcast, where we are now talking about our suit spinoff, Pearson. And we are preparing and getting daily uh, news about uh, the Suits spinoff show that is coming, Suits and LA. Yeah, we get a lot of commercials. It's a lot of Suits content. So if you watched Suits recently or in the past when it was popular the first time, check out our podcast and join our community, suitspodcast.com slash Facebook. We'll get you into that group and you can join the conversation. Also, on Rob has a podcast. Uh, Sasha and I are still talking about Below Deck every week. Below Deck proper is back. We're talking about the most recent episode every Wednesday uh, live on YouTube, but you can also catch us on the Bravo wrap-ups feed uh, to keep up with all the Below Deck content over there. Um, And this week on Recap Kickback, we're going to be talking about the top five greatest black comedies of all time. And so uh, special guest Tyrone Graham will be coming on to talk about that with Mari and I. And so tune in every week to keep up with that content and follow me on Twitter at Recap Kickback to keep up with all the rest of the content and more. All right. Thank you so much for joining us here on Nothing But Netflix. Uh, if you miss any of our Survivor preview coverage, uh, we got it all going on at robiswebsite.com and our YouTube channel at robiswebsite.com slash 
YouTube. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.